Welcome to another episode of The Endless Quest, a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast, where me, my brothers, and my dad play the world's greatest role-playing game. Today, with me are my, my loyal players, playing Reese Gilden, Nathan Martinez, and playing Cedric Meisterlap, David, and playing Diego Steelsworn. Uh, I don't know about loyal, you need to pay me more money or I will quit. Uh, starring Eric, of course. And... I'm, as always, your dungeon master. You know, I was just looking at our intro and I realized after starting this English class that we have very improper grammar. I said me, my brothers, and my dad. Technically, that should be my brothers, my dad, and I. I don't know. We, uh, we should be careful with the grammar. Uh, I think you know who, you think you're the superstar, so you start first. Mm, maybe. <laughs> I, my brothers, my dad. I don't know. To get back to our exciting moment that we had just left at the last episode, our heroes had been camping in the dark, they had a small little fire going, and against the advice, the warnings of Diego, they lighted a little fire just so that they could keep watch. Reese had had, he had been chosen for the first watch of the night, and about 12 o'clock he was just hanging out, watching, keeping an eye out. He might have wanted to keep a better eye out because around 12 o'clock midnight, the fire started to burn low and it turned to a deep crimson red. As Reese ran to warn his companions and aroused them from their sleep, the fire puffed out and they were left standing in the darkness. What followed was a fierce melee as Cedric lit a cantrip and saw a giant cloaked warrior masked wrapped in robes and a cloak, holding Diego Steelsworn by the throat. They exchanged blows. They found that this enemy was a terrifying adversary as he phased through the shadows, in and out, warping around, sneaking in blows that knocked our party back, but they were able to get in a few good hits of their own and drive it off temporarily. We joined them again as they're standing in the dark, huddling around each other as this unknown adversary reigns hidden for the moment. Alright, so he disappeared? Yes. I want to make sure that um, if I see him, I'm ready to attack him. You can use an action called readying an action. And basically, you just prepare it for a trigger. So what you'd probably want to do is say, I want to ready my attack so that if he comes near, starts attacking us, I'll hit him. So you were going to ready an attack. If he, so if he teleports in here, if he sneaks up, or even if he just runs, you'll hit him as soon as he gets close to you guys. Okay. Cedric, what would you like to do? I'll probably just ready, or wait, so Word of Radiance, it's my cantrip. Yes. Could I try casting that on him? Just making, like, disadvantage because I can't see him? You have no idea where it is. It's not that he's invisible. Maybe it's that you just don't see him. Can you? Can, do we have some sort of smoke, like a smoke bomb or something like that? Will make him hard to see us. Uh, you do not. Besides, maybe a basic some sort of fire spell that Cedric might have. Probably the same one that he burned down the forest. Yeah, with. we don't want to burn down any more trees. You're by a river. <laughs> the forest can just jump into the river when it gets on fire. Yes. So, what about you, Reese? Do you have any ideas? Um. I'm gonna ready an attack like Diego did. Okay. You're huddling there? A really good plan. 
I can take my shield and use it as a raft and jump into the river and just go downstream floating on my shield is and a boogie board. Isn't it metal? Burning the whole... No, uh, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. It's an, you don't anyway, know what I'll the just, like, made out of. cast Firebolt up to the side, deforestation, destroy the forest, and all the enemies hiding in it, and maybe you're not in the my forest. own party, but... You're in an open plane. It's not even... No, I'll burn down the plane, then. Okay. That's one idea that will result in you taking a short trip to the bottom of the river. Can we, like, make a controlled fire, like, in a circle, um, and then we go inside the circle for protection? Uh, you could you could try that, mm. but you it would take a, probably a, a couple minutes just to you'd have to dig a oh, is it what's it called a break when the when they do that for controlled fires for firemen you'd have to dig a little bit of an area so it would take probably too much work than you can right now. I have an idea. Yeah. Would I be able to put cow traps surrounding us? You could. That would also be dangerous if you guys had to run around during this combat, but because we can't see them, could be an option. Yeah. Well, um, I'll just ready Firebolt. Okay. So, you, we'll say that. You're huddling there, you're preparing to face this unknown enemy, and you're, you're just desperately, frantically looking around. I want all of you to make perception checks. Uh, that's a 17. Okay, 17. Um, 14. 14? Uh, mine's pretty low, I don't know what it is. Oh, it's uh, 10. So, Cedric, you just barely, barely notice as something comes whistling out of the shadows. And because of your perception check, you're about, I'd say 70-75% sure that it came from the direction of your tree, where the, that area where you had kind of set your fire under, and you hear as almost like a shrieking metallic sound comes through the air. You don't exactly recognize it. The closest thing is maybe like the path of an arrow as it goes through the air, and I'm going to roll three attack rolls. It's a magic arrow like that one from that weird movie where it just like, the guy throws it and it goes around hitting people. You mean Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> yeah, that, that thing. Okay. A sharp, pokey metal object sinks into your shoulder, Cedric. Another one punctures you, Diego. You'd already been hit by one of these. I call them darts, but you can't really tell what they are. They're just sharp and they've been thrown at you. So mm -hmm. that's what makes a dart, I guess. You feel not too much of a pain. Cedric, you take four piercing damage. Diego, you take three. Okay. It's not actually really too bad pain, just like a, a bit of a prick. But I need you both to make constitution saving Wait, throws. Wait, he missed me? He missed you. Oh, 28. Yeah. What do you mean you both? You and Cedric. I got 21. So Diego and Cedric. What do I add to the constitution? Your constant constitution save, saving throw modifier. Okay. Plus four. So that's 15. Probably should feel 15? a ability scores. Okay. You feel a little bit lightheaded for a second. You know how sometimes when you've been hit to the head or you're really tired, you see little black dots swirling around you. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you know, you're seeing stars. But then that quickly goes away. And you see a dark shape standing in the shadow of the tree. That's just for a second, and then he vanishes. Wait, I thought I had took the ready so I can cast Firebolt. What's the range on that? I think it's 100 feet. Okay, roll that attack. That's a 17. Okay, so it shrieks towards him. 
and explodes in a little burst of fire. Roll the damage. That's two. Just for a second, it lights up that the little area, and you can see him clearly wrapped in the cloth. And it looks like he was holding something. He had just thrown something. As your firebolt strikes him, he steps back, and it's almost like he steps back into the tree, into the shadows, and he vanishes. Oh. A second later, a searing pain explodes in your back, Cedric, as you feel a blow connect with you. And that's going to be a... Wait, he can't teleport into our shadow because there's no... Oh, yeah, I have a shadow. That's going to be a 17 to hit. Wait, how is there a shadow? There's, like, But it's no my sun. shadow. Well, this is my light. Light. Ah. Okay. And there, it's shadow because the entire Earth or planet is making a shadow. What? Huh? But there's no sun, there's no light. You have your light, but it's not a super big one. And you just see him out of the corner of your eye as he runs towards you and a blow explodes into your back. That's going to be... He's a monk. We got here, we got here. 11 bludgeoning damage. Alright, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Dex, you're kidding. I have plus zero. Sounds like a you problem. What's that though? That's a five. Okay, you are knocked prone as you just stumble forward and face plant. Diego, you Wait, can now I... use that ready to action. Alright, and so I can attack him then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Diego um, is all confused. He's just waiting for this this shadow to reappear. He's very frustrated, doesn't know what to do. He wants to attack, but feels he can't waste his efforts in uh, waving it around uh, for nothing. Mm-hmm. So he conserves his energy and is uh, tensely waiting and then he sees something and he's ready and he rolls a one okay so you <laughs> swing your glaive or was that your glaive or your maul because i remember you last episode you were kind of using your maul a bit which which one were you attacking with um well i think i was having my glaive wave around okay anyway so that being said uh can i re-roll or is a one just you can't no a one is do you have inspiration? I think you had already used it. Yeah, so... I have fighting spirit. No, that's a different thing. Oh, inspiration. Uh, well, it says here. I don't I don't know if I have it, though. Okay. Yeah, I think you'd already used your right. inspiration. I rolled a one. So you swing your glaive towards him, and he steps to the side, and he kicks it down, so it kind of is buried in the, the soft soil for mm-hmm. a second. And next turn, you're going to need to use your bonus action to pull it out, just because it's... Its grip has been loosened. Mm-hmm. So that's your turn, or your ready to action, rather. Now he raises his hands again and quickly lunges low, and that he lets loose a punch at you. That's an 18 to hit. That hits. And ooh, that's also 11 bludgeoning damage as he knocks you back a step. Okay. And now this Reese. This guy must be working out. He now he heads over to Reese, ducking under. Ducking the side rolling. And you can make an opportunity attack because he just. Me? Yeah. Opportunity. Wait, could I have done that when he punched me? Or I was prone. But I'm going to say that you do make it with disadvantage because of your loose grip on your glaive. I'm going to have to eat a biscuit of healing. (laughs) (laughs) Use your opportunity attack to eat a biscuit. Yeah. Throw a biscuit. What does that do again, the biscuit? The biscuit is. It will heal you, but it does take a second to kick in. So it's like you have to kind of chew it over. Five ten minutes. Oh, that's too long. That's why I told you I should have picked up a potion. But I guess those are expensive yeah. and rare. It's it's rare. 
especially in that small town. Yeah. All right, so um, I guess I'll have to do an opportunity attack and just like in a regular regular battle, you know, like I'm, you know, if this is real, you know, I've got to take the chance. I got to swing at him while I can. So, mm -hmm. so um, roll, but you roll twice and take the lower number. Okay, we've got the ten. Oh no, mm -hmm. I got a two. <laughs> so you swipe, but he easily ducks under and lets loose uh, a. I think I'm gonna die. Roundhouse kick to Reese. <laughs> Fortunately, it doesn't seem maybe he's just unused to Reese's size because this is a pretty big attacker. But you were able to duck under it, Reese. Am I able to use my ready action to attack him? That's an action. Did, had you had you readied? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, attack. You can roll that. I think it's only one attack. I think eight miss. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that does miss. Okay. Now that this lurking in the shadows is overlit. For now, let's settle back into the initiative order. Reese, you're first. Okay. I'm going to just like swing at him with my short sword. Okay. Short swords. Thirteen. So seven. you you let loose one thrust, and it seems like it's about to hit him, and then it's almost like a trick of the light how he moves to the side, and it passes through nothing but thin air. Roll another attack. The other two weapon fighting. Yeah, that's um, a miss. Fifteen. You rolled a four. Yeah, but hit the other dice. No, that is a miss. As again, he deflects your blade to the side. This time, Excuse he just kind of shoves it as it passes. Now it's Diego's turn. All right, Diego is very frustrated. It's dark. This thing is confusing him, and he's very weak. And he knows he's seriously injured. However. He does have fighting spirit. And he rolls a 9 plus, uh, sets so a 14 to hit. 14, that hits. Just barely. Okay. Your blade is able to just barely get, get into there, and we'll see. What, what do you roll for your, it's a 1d10 of damage? Alright. 6 plus 3 is 9. 9 slashing damage. Okay. You were able to slice across his arm as he tries to push and deflect your blade aside and you see a it looks like you hit him right about here on the forearm okay and he kind of clutches it for a second and then it is his turn so he's going to let's see here okay he's going to let loose with another kick for reese that is a 20 to hit um, I keep on telling you I'm teaming, I have 26. I, I told you, also, not to spoil that plot point yet. Five bludgeoning damage. As he manages to elusive kick to your shoulder. What I'm wondering is how does a punch, like how does that do more damage than like a solid kick? What? His punch does 11 damage, his kick does five. Uh, I don't know, I guess it's just the probability, you know. If we were to put this on an imaginary scale on how good his punch was, we might say that the punch rolled an 8 out of 8, while the kick rolled a 5 out of 8. He mm. rolls a d8 for yeah. a punch? This guy's overpowered. I, I was just talking about an imaginary scale, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, um, if we were just, you know, compare his martial arts abilities. So now he, he rolls under you, and he's going to go for a double leg takedown. So I want you to roll a dexterity check against his... Oh, yeah. His martial arts check thing. Wait. A saving throw? No, just a check. Okay. Dexterity check. Uh, 
Do it. Oh, 21. Okay. I know I got a one. Great. So he tries to duck low to throw you over, throw you, knock you down, but you're able to duck aside easily. And because you beat him by 11, I'm going to say that you're able just to get in a jab with your elbow. So he takes one point of damage. Yeah, I'm not very strong. Yeah. I have no Maybe you have, bony <laughs> you have bony elbows. You have bony elbows, though, right? See, so one additional point of damage? Yes. Imagine so that kills him. <laughs> an elbow jab. Okay. Now he's going to try to roll away from you and over to Cedric, but that's an opportunity attack. For who? Everyone. For Reese. So I can attack him again? Yeah, it's an opportunity nice. attack. Oh, 10. <laughs> That misses as he is just so quick and slippery. And now he's over to you, Diego. I actually or, wish sorry, I not rolled Diego. A, I wish I rolled a one, because since I'm a halfling, I can re-roll those. He's over to you now, Cedric. And he lets loose it just a push kick right to your chest. And you go flying. As you take five bludgeoning damage, but you are knocked. I need you to make a strength saving throw. 16. Okay. That's a 16, so that will save. He tries to kick you back, but you only step back maybe three feet as you kind of grit your teeth and stand firm. Now it's your turn. Okay. Well, on my turn... Don't use any fire attacks. First things first, I'm going to throw one of my blocks of incense into the fire. Into the dying fire, just as a good luck, almost. Is a prayer of good fortune. The fire, is out. the fire is out. Really? There's no fire in the fire. That would have been inspiration. That would not have been inspiration. You'd have to have like a baseball player or a football player's skill at throwing because the yeah, fire is like thirty feet away. It's not far. I can throw for thirty feet, sixty feet. I don't know. Into a dying fire? No. So, do you have anything you want to do? Fine then. Spiritual weapon. Since you made me. Um, yeah, summon spiritual weapon as my bonus action. I'm going to attack him. That's a 20 to hit. So you conjure out of thin air. You hold out your shield and your spear to the sky. And it's almost like a light from a single star shines down. Especially brightly. And your shield starts to glow and so does your spear. It's almost like it's just catching the, the light from these stars. And suddenly, as you draw your weapons back... A spear is just illuminated there in the darkness, and it's like a silvery light. And then you move your shield, gesture it, and it hurtles forward, attacking this strange enemy. That's a 21 damage. to hit. That's 12 damage. Wow. So it shrieks through the air, burying itself in his chest, and he steps back for a second. However, however, there's always a however. As this sinks into his chest, he stares at you and you lock eyes and then you feel yourself start to grow cold. And it's almost like it's almost like a fire, but it's cold like um dry ice or something. As you feel yourself it's like it's tingling, flaming over you, but it's also so cold that you can hardly catch your breath. And then you make a dexterity saving or Dex constitution saving. Oh, okay. That's almost as bad. Just like the evil bad guy thing. Hey, the spiritual weapon is in his chest. He grabs it thing and just pushes it deeper. Um, that's, it, it's that's what ethereal. the bad guys it's do. It's ethereal. You can't that's grab That's what it. the Urukai do. That's one enemy in Lord of the Rings. Ooh, that was that was a nasty guy. 
So what was the div? Fifteen. Fifteen? Oh, okay. So you take... Yeah, okay is not a good thing to hear from the Dungeon Master, especially when he's playing a mean bad guy. You take six necrotic damage. Oh. And your companions, you can see it's almost like fire is flaring around you, but you you have like almost tears in your eyes, not like out of crying, like you know, sadness or pain, but like it's really cold, you know, when you get the wind in your eyes and something like that. And you struggle to see for a second. But then you brush it off and you feel the light from the stars again. It's like it's your shield is warming you up and it blows the frost away. I knew I should have learned told that that's what he did on me. I could do it right back on him mm-hmm. again. Yeah, but that's then you wouldn't be a light cleric. You'd be a death cleric. Yeah, you you really don't exactly hold to your alignment. What are you talking about? I'm lawful good. Okay. in the world of evil. Bugs he says that he uses inflict wounds on this guy. Okay, yeah. so now it's Diego's turn. Or sorry, Reese's turn. Yay! I cast Drain Life. Okay, so how far is he from me? He is five, ten feet, probably five feet. Oh, um, I'm going to run 30 feet away. <laughs> Wait, I want to stay far away from this guy. And then I'm going to, I can dual wield my daggers. So I'm going to yeah. throw both of them at him. Okay, so I'm going to say as you're running, you're throwing them at him. Roll the attacks. Okay, just 13 hit. No, you throw one dagger and... It's almost like he senses it coming in ducks, and it wasn't a great throw anyway. You you can tell, you feel that's because as soon you, as you, sorry, but you feel as soon as it left your hand that it you know just wasn't gonna make it. Just because like you ran thirty feet in the sprint and then turned well, it, around. It goes twenty to sixty feet far. Okay, so now roll the second dagger. The second one, fifteen. Okay, that one also doesn't feel like a great throw. You know, like when you're playing basketball or something like that. You know, it's just not perfect, but. It does sink in, hit him on the shoulder. Roll for your damage. Oh, um, that's six damage. Six damage? Okay. That is actually really good for a dagger. I think I might start trying to use some daggers more. They're good because you can dual wield them and then mm-hmm. do 2d4 damage on throws. Okay. You can, you can see almost visibly as he winces at this dagger throw. Now it's Diego's turn. You're you're up there with a maybe five, maybe ten feet away. Alright, so I wanna do an attack and then a second wind afterwards. Okay. okay? So uh, Diego uh, is feeling alivened uh, from his his recent glaive attack. Okay. Shadow man, eat more steel. Twenty to hit. That Sure enough, that hits. Okay, rolling for damage on the glaive attack. Okay, that's uh, six damage. So you manage to strike across him, and you can see blood spatter as your blade makes a solid impact. Okay, and then um, and then it says here, since I had a, um, a short or long rest prior to this uh, encounter, so I want to use my second wind, which is... Regain hit points equal to 1d10 plus your fighter level. Okay? okay. I want to do that. Sure. Roll that. Or you could do action surge. Yeah. Action well, surge. That doesn't help me with my hit points. How many are you at? I've got six. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Anyway, so here we go. Rolling. And he has like 
course. Three plus uh, four is seven. As you shake him with your glaive, you feel a little emboldened. A little, just to feel a little bit better. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, Diego's yeah, he's just nine health he's a, in his throat. Well, I mean, he's start like two hundred. All right. Okay. So that was my attack, and then I did the uh, action, or sorry, the second wind. So I need to make sure I don't do that again. Sure. So now it's this strange warrior's turn. This cloaked agent of death and doom. That's a bit dramatic. He lets Bruh. loose a kick at you, Diego, but you are able to block it with your glaive. That's a only a 13 hit. I feel like if I blocked his foot with my glaive, my glaive would have damaged his foot. So that's well, like the incidental damage. Your glaive's almost like a staff. Yeah. Almost, so I'm thinking like the hilt or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Booty end. Yes. <laughs> now he's going to... You can hit Reese because he is talking about booty ends. So he, yeah, he lets loose a kick towards Cedric, and that Wait, is a one question. Eighteen to hit. So as, immediately after my turn, he attacked. Why is he attacking again? Why did he get two what? turns? That was a that was not his turn. It was a reaction that he used to cast this attack. Hmm. Suspicious. Sucks. Dungeon master making overpowered characters. Yeah, suspicious dungeon master creating a tense fight where you don't know that you will win. <laughs> okay. You think you'll die, and then you actually do die. So that's 18 to hit Cedric, and he comes down. You try to block it with your spear, but it's like he, he comes down right in your wrist, and you feel something almost sprain as he pummels you down. And then it looks like with that, like almost like he pulled something because he, he's limping and staggering, and he says, Fools. You do not know. The sun may blister during the day. Inevitable. The night will come. What does that mean? Then you'll never see the dawn. And suddenly, despite your light cantrip, you are enveloped by darkness, and Cedric, you feel your spell that you cast your light cantrip. It's like it's brushed away by this overwhelming, cold, thick darkness. And it feels like thick, almost like, you know, it's not just a shadow, it's Mm -hmm. intangible. 